Hey everyone, welcome back to Just One More Opinion. My name is Charlie and in this episode I will be reviewing The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the Disney Plus Marvel Studios TV show that has just released his last sixth episode. And now I am ready to talk about it. So let's go! Before I begin guys, just know that this episode, like the audio from the episode, is taken from my video, uh, <laughs> the video version of this. I make a video for YouTube, if you haven't followed me, go and subscribe to the channel, like the link is in the description of the podcast, and I record the audio and the video at the same time, and then I just add more um, voice recordings for to add specifically to the podcast, to this podcast. So, so yeah, just know that if I sometimes <laughs> seem like I am silent, I may be doing a, f a funny facial expression for the camera. Sometimes I might even mention that I'm doing a video, so just don't be like, wait, what? I thought he was doing a podcast, just audio, and yeah. Yeah, just know that. So, if you'd like to see me talk about this episode, the video is already up, but if you want to continue with the podcast version, let's go. Boy, oh boy, what an episode, what a finale, what a show. Um, I have some thoughts on it, of course, and beware of spoilers because I'm going, I'm going to go heavily on that. I'm not going to be sugarcoating anything and yeah if you haven't seen the the show the, the final episode just put this video on your watch later and yeah just watch later if you want please <laughs> and i'm gonna divide this video into three parts first of all i'm gonna just comment on the show uh, in general like my overall thoughts on it kind of the review of it and talk about the themes that it, it explored, that the, the issues that it tackled, the characters. Then the second part, I'm just going to go through each episode and just say the things that I like the most about, about, about them, about each episode. Um, and the things maybe that kind of disappointed me or that, that I just didn't like. And then I'm going to just do a quick, like thirdly, I'm just going to do a quick ranking of of the episodes. There's just six episodes, so it's not going to be a really uh, long ranking, but it was a really tough one. It's really tough to rank because I love all, I loved all the episodes. Some some of them did disappoint me a bit in in some aspects, but overall I just they're just good. Just, they're just good. So it was really hard. But yeah, without further ado, let's get started. So, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, on the surface, it seems that it is just a, a spy comic duo show. Heavily action-packed and m with some mystery going around it, um, 
And yeah, that, that is a that is a fair um, summary uh, of of the show. I would say it's fair to say that the show it is it is about that. It's heavily heavily action packed, and the action is so good. It's the choreography, the cho the choreography in 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 some of the the fighting scenes, fantastic, just fantastic. I loved it, but it's so much more than that. To me, the best bits on of each episode, sometimes they weren't even remotely close to any physical action. There were dialogues. There were philosophical debates about these very important, not just overall, but right now in our world, like important social, cultural issues that have haunted humanity for ages, decades, centuries, and the way in which they tied to the main storyline of the Falcon Winter Soldier and the character of Sam Wilson and other characters, I think I think it was great. Um, Marvel Studios and Kevin Feige did a great job at implementing these, at tackling these issues without being um, preaching, you know, without it, without it being too on the nose. Or even like kind of alienate, alienating the um, let's say more conservative fans, if you will, because yeah, they didn't try to shy away from from this idea that kind of runs through the whole series, which is can a black man be Captain America? Is he allowed to do that? Does he? Would he want to be that? And of course, all this debate, it just, it, it's not really only connected to Sam Wilson, um, played by Anthony Mack in, in a fantastic way. He is funny. He is um, amazing. He is emotionally invested in the story of the character. Honestly, I loved it. I love it. I think what these Disney Plus shows do so well is put these side characters on the spotlight and just give them the time and space to develop um, their arcs that sometimes didn't really start until now. Some some people that I talk to uh, sometimes say that they were in the movies to serve the main protagonist, to help them out. They didn't have any uh, storyline to do with them. And I kind of see that even though they're not just side characters, not just filler characters. They have their own um, personality, uh, values, uh, goals. But yeah, in the sh in these Disney Plus shows, you can see that, and it's fantastic. I think the best bits with, uh, like I said, with Sam and Bucky, weren't with the action. It was with the dialogues. Their lives, not as superheroes, you know, not as super individuals or. Um, famous people like celebrities sometimes they're treated like that which is kind of funny um, they're they're seen as humans going through problems that most people can can um, relate to like grief um, redemption um, be like PTSD in a way and like family life being kind of torn apart, 
for many reasons and dealing with yeah money issues like Sam and his sister Sarah Wilson is uh, who we, we who we are introduced to in this show and her kids Cass and AJ I thought that like that family scene with Sam it's just so nice to see usually we don't really see the families of our uh, MCU characters you know like that heavily uh, on scenes and episodes on projects so it's, it was really nice to see but like I said like these like this idea that does does a black man want to be Captain America? Would he would he feel good about about himself if he if he was? That's a question that Isaiah Bradley da, uh, makes to Sam. Or something that he says, and I had predicted well, me and many other people that Isaiah Bradley and his grandson Eli Bradley were gonna show up in the show, and they did. It was fantastic. I wish we could have gotten something more with them because they were so good, especially Isaiah Bradley. Like, Carl Lumley as Isaiah was so good. Like, those dialogues between him and Sam, especially in the one in episode 5, one of the best bits of the show for me. Like, honestly, one that dialogue, one of the best things about the show. Like, it was just good. To hear, and that's when uh, Isaiah Bradley says, "Like, no self-respecting black man would want to be Captain America." Like that idea really messes with with Falcon, with with Sam, and it raises questions that even I didn't have. Of course, I had the. Of course, I knew going into the show that they were gonna mention. I didn't know it was gonna be that like this, um, like focus on it this much and I appreciate that uh, absolutely but I just thought they were gonna mention the fact that people in general the government doesn't want Sam to be Captain America I never thought about Sam not feeling up to the task or this idea that if he was up to the task other like some part of the black community would see that as kind of a um, betrayal because America it, itself as oppressed, silenced uh, black people, their stories, their work, much like they did with Isaiah Bradley and his role uh, after World War II uh, when he was experimented on and he was given super soldier serum and all that. And yeah, like the philosophical debates and these dialogues were just the most powerful bits about the show the the best bits for me at least i love the action scenes like some of them are just so good it's so weird to to see them in a tv show rather than a movie it's like the production of it mm, so nice so nice i love it it's really good i uh, <laughs> uh i really enjoy that i really enjoyed some action scenes more than others some were like the choreography was a bit like like yeah that's cliche MCU, you know, but some of them were just different enough, like, they had that one moment in the fight where you were like, ooh, nice, like, so cool, and yeah, I really enjoyed it, but but like I said, the themes, the, the character arc, the character focus of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, for me, was really what made it stood out, uh, much, much like WandaVision, um, and the character study of Wanda, her grief, and all that, 
I think that's what made the show so relatable, so much better than just this wacky idea of sitcom, a sitcom inside the MCU. I think because it had that layer, like that emotional connection to Wanda and to what she went through, what she, to what she is going through, I think that was the thing that made it just that tad a bit better, you know? Um, and in here, in The Falcon with the Winter Soldier, it kind of... Kind of is more of this, uh, not more of the same. I mean, kind of is like one division. You get this layer of character arc, this character study of both Sam and Bucky. I mentioned Sam, but with Bucky feeling the weight of his life as the Winter Soldier, all the crimes he committed, all the people that he wronged, uh, not just not just by um, killing them, not just by hurting them, but by hurting some, hurting or killing people that they know, like sons, daughters, uh, mothers, fathers, uh, husbands, wives, you know. And he feels the weight, and he's feeling the remorse, the consequences, the nightmares of having. The, he still has the memories of the Winter Soldier, even if he is not, um, he cannot be activated by those words, um, which we do get like two scenes of uh, really cool scenes but he still feels that he still feels like in his, at in his core he is still the winter soldier because he was the one that did those horrible horrible crimes and actions so he's trying to redeem himself and he has the the little notebook that Steve Rogers had and whereas Steve had like songs and film that he had to catch up uh, catch up to Bucky has all the people that he has wronged, all the people that he needs to do good by now. Uh, not not just good do good by, but make people that he he did help as a Winter Soldier make them pay the price now. That's a really cool like that's just a really cool element to give to Bucky um, in in this show because going into it, I. W I really knew what they were gonna do with Sam being like being given the title of the not the title of Captain America like by Steve but giving that chance to be Captain America but I didn't really know what they were gonna gonna do with with Bucky and what they did was really interesting it was really uh, captivating for me and yeah of, of course we have John Walker played by Wyatt Russell uh, coming onto the show and like I thought initially he wasn't just gonna be a two-dimensional character he had layers to him uh, he wants to be the good man following orders but he does know that sometimes following orders doesn't lead you to do the right thing and of course he is taken like his mind is completely taken uh, uh, from that notion of doing the thing that he is supposed to do but that he, he isn't supposed to do so there's that inner conflict in him that for me made, made the character interesting, but the product of that conflict for some people made the character character really hate hateable. The people started just going at him and going at this hating, threatening White Russell for being the actor that made that character that way. Crazy stuff. The world we live in is really sometimes I don't know bit too stupid you know and and yeah of course he he fights within himself 
um, with this idea of can he be Captain America? Can he live up to what Steve Rogers did to who he was? And how can he be a different Captain America? How can he go against these people that are super soldiers and superheroes and are, have more experience on that battlefield than him, even though he has been in literal battlefields and he has no, he does know how, how it feels to have that, um, that weight of, you've got to do the, that quick, you've got to make that quick decision on the, in the heat of the moment. And sometimes he, he does deal with that, um, memory, that history of him as a soldier, uh, doing some of the scenes that we have, especially in episode four, that's the one episode that you really see him struggle with that identity of being a soldier, following orders, and trying to be someone new, someone different than he, he already is. And that's when he made mistakes. Um, but I think I think he he had a really nice arc. It wasn't perfect from a character point point of view and from a um, like a, 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 the point of view of this is a, a story, like a visual story, like some of some of the bits that they did that they wrote uh, for him just kind of made me realize that uh, like you show me this of him and then right after you're gonna show me this, how do, how do I, okay, it's fine because overall is redemptive arc was pretty solid what he did in the final episode straight saving people instead of fighting uh, villains antagonists was a really that that was the moment for him he knew that he couldn't make the same mistake he did in episode four at the end of episode four so i really appreciate that it was just like a quick 10 second moment for you to see like okay you're not a villain anymore you're not an antagonist you're not a really a bad bad guy you're just a anti-hero and that's going to play a huge role moving forward, <laughs> I hope. Um, and finally, no, okay, okay, I think I'm going to mention another three characters. Carly Morgenthau, the leader of the Flag Smashers, uh, who are all super soldiers. They have the super soldier serum. She was, she was an interesting character from the beginning, but in in the middle of the of her story and going to the third act like to this final episode i kind of lost my interest in her in her character arc in what she believed in because on the surface she is this um she is this angry teenager who has felt the consequences of being a refugee of being left out ignored um and I don't personally relate to that, but I can I can empathize with that situation. And I think what they did really well with the show was show us life after the blip and how it affected people that kind of had a better life during that those five years and now are going back to before then where they were, yeah, like refugees, uh, they, they didn't have a home, they were being... They needed help and they, they were given help during the blip, but now help is being taken away again. So you kind of, 
you, you kind of feel for the for these people, for Carly and her, her fellow Flag Smashers, their role, even though their actions, the execution of their plan, sometimes it's really bad. Like they kill people, they really hurt people a lot. But the in theory, what they're doing is the right is one of the right things to do. For me. I think the government the government here is really played as like the American government, sometimes, to be honest. And I just wanted a bit more layers to them. Because if there was one, if they had given us one government member to to be the, the sole uh, perpetrator, 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 my God, per, per, forget about that. <laughs> the sole, like, uh, the, the, the one responsible uh, for wanting to uh, um, make the refugees go away, go back to their countries and all that. Leave, make them homeless. You, if you had, if you had given us one person just to, to do that, that person would have been a really two-dimensional character, because they cannot see both sides. And that's what what happened at the end. Like, Sam just gives a beautiful speech to the senators and to the world, really. And I just love that. I think that was one. That was one of the best ways to end, like to find resolution for all this conflict that we had between the Flag Smashers and the GRC, the Glo Global Rep Repatriation Council. Um, but before, but yeah, you get that, like Carly goes against these people and obviously they're doing something wrong. They, they want to do something wrong. They, they want to make them homeless, um, take back their homes and their lives during the five years that they were actually living good and being helped out. Like there was a community of people like, when Thanos snapped his fingers, the whole world was joining and helping each other. That was really nice to see. I think I was hoping that we could have seen that at the beginning of Endgame. Of course, like it was the three-hour three movie. It was already too long. So maybe they're going to give us one of the stories that we have in the, in, in the, next, few, in, in the, few, in the next year or so. Like maybe Shang-Chi happens during the blip and you see him... Helping people, people helping each other. I don't know. Just I want to. I want to see that. I want to actually see that people helping people, because then we can have the contrast of what we saw now in, in the Falcon Winter Soldier and maybe in the future projects of people just living their own lives, not being um, good neighbors and all that. And and yeah, with Carly, like I said, her goal was somewhat righteous. But the execution of her goal, like the, 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 the little actions that she wanted to make to achieve that goal, were kind of bad. In a moral way. They were immoral, unethical. And that's when she lost, I lost connection to her. Like she kind of, I kind of felt, felt disappointed by your character arc, especially in this last episode. I thought that they really villainized her. And she wasn't give she wasn't given an opportunity to again say her piece say her piece and be heard not only not only by by Falcon by Sam but but by the entire world. Of course, that's what Sam does at the end when he's talking to the cameras and to the, the senators. But maybe it would have been a bit more powerful 
if Carly would have said something as well. Because he was just relaying information while Carly was the one actually feeling that her and all the other people, all the Flag Smashers, all the people that they were helping, all their supporters and all that. So yeah, at the end, I, f I empathize more with John Walker's arc than, rather than with Carly Morgenthau's, even if on paper, I would have liked Carly Morgenthau's journey storyline more. Uh, and we have two recurring characters, Helmut Zemo, known as Baron Zemo, which was really nice, and Sharon Carter, also known as, I'll say in a bit, in a minute. Uh, Zemo here is really, he's really funny, he's really funny, just dancing and all that, and having little interactions, really comical interactions between him and um, Sam and Bucky, I really love that. And and it's nice that he, he is still of the same opinion that there shouldn't be more super soldiers. And his role in the story kind of surprised me. I thought he was going to be one of the villainous characters of the show, but actually was an ally, an anti-heroic ally to Bucky and, and Sam. So that was a nice little twist that I wasn't expecting. Um, I, was ho I was hoping for a final post credit scene with him being recruited for something, for some team perhaps, but that didn't happen. Um, but it's nice n n to know that he, he is now currently in the raft, in the raft prison. So that was cool. And with Sharon Carter, ah, I was a bit annoyed. I was a bit annoyed with what they did with her character, her storyline, because again, spoilers for the end of Spoiler for everything, Falcon and Winter Soldier, really, but especially for this last episode, Sharon Carter was indeed the power broker. That was kind of one of the theories that fans had uh, after episode three, which is called Power Broker. Um, that's the episode where she uh, shows up, like comes back, and it's it's said that she is she has been living hiding being off the grid in Madripoor, like the city where criminals go and relax and all that. They're safe from the government and police and all that. Because after Civil War, she and, and Steve Rogers and Sam Wilson and uh, Natasha Romanoff, blah, 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 and Wanda, they all were um, wanted criminals for what they did in Civil War with all the Sokovia Accords and blah, blah, blah. But then we had Infinity War, where heroes joined up to defeat Thanos. And they couldn't defeat Thanos right there. And we had the snap. And then Steve Rogers and Natasha Romanoff went back into the Avengers facility, yeah, and lived their life, helping out, like trying to rebuild and all that. So you're telling me that Steve, or any other Avenger that was around, didn't try to find Sharon, who was also running away from the government after Civil War? You're telling me that he just forgot? Or did he actually try and find her and he couldn't? Because if that's so, then you could, you could have just added that line to, that, to episode 3. Like you could, you could have said, like Sam could have said, Oh, when I came back, I talked to Steve and 
He said it, it was, he looks for you, but he couldn't find, like something like that. Maybe they did. Maybe I, I forgot about that, but I don't think they did. And that's why it kind of annoyed me because her whole story here is she's really passive aggressive to Sam, Bucky, the Avengers. Like, yeah, she took a, a bad turn. She's breaking bad. And she broke bad into the power broker. <laughs> uh, and she's helping out criminals. She hired but Batroc the Leaper, who, who also comes back. Um, we, we last saw him in Captain America the Winter Soldier seven years ago. It's a nice comeback. I love it. And she was helping the Flag Smashers. But when they run, ran off with the serum in their veins, the, the new Super Soldier serum in their veins, and with extra vials, she started going after them. That's what's revealed in, in this last episode, that she is power broker, she wanted to help them, but they betrayed her, and all that, blah, blah, blah. I thought, I kind of thought that they were, they were misleading us into thinking she was power broker, and then they were gonna, like, give us a twist and turn, and she wasn't the power broker, but she was working for that person, or she was actually trying to find that person, and she was helping the Flag Smashers. I don't know. It kind of disappointed me a bit, to be honest. But but what's interesting, like even though that was disappointing, now that she has been pardoned, and maybe now she, she will go back to the CIA or any other government um, service, she now has the resources she, she, she has to give weapons and information, classified information to these other people. Like she, she makes a call at the end, that's the last thing we see in this, it's the mid-credit scene. She's saying, oh, we have something for everybody. Everybody? I mean, more than one per person, more than two people, like three, four, five? What, a team, a new team? What, the Thunderbolts? Maybe? Huh? Maybe she was working with Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. A new character as well. Played by Julia... Susan, Dre Susan Dreyfus? Su Julia... Yeah. From Seinfeld. Uh, I don't know. I'm really interesting, interested now. I think Black the Black Widow movie will, will leave us with a post-credit scene or tease a cliffhanger that Thunderbolt Ross is trying to, uh, yeah, yeah, no, that's going to happen because I think they said that Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine was going to show up in Black Widow and Thunderbolt Ross, Willem Hurt, will play, will be coming back in Black Widow, so they're going to team up, maybe they're teaming up with Sharon Carter as well, maybe they're going to build the, the Thunderbolts team with John Walker now as U.S. agent, which was an actual thing at the end of the episode as well. Loved it. Maybe Sharon Carter as the spy or whatever. Um, Zemo. Abomination from She-Hulk. I think that's going to be the last... That's going to be the, the, the project that comes before the Thunderbolts uh, series or movie or whatever. And yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited. It's really, it's really good. Um, maybe it's gonna be like 
for Young Avengers. It's not going to be a Thunderbolts show or movie. It's going to be Young Avengers against the Thunderbolts. Like, I would love an Avengers versus another team movie. Oh, my God. That would be so good. Because I'm kind of... I think the formula of a team against one person is kind of like... Uh, one person and their army. It's kind of like, eh. It's being done so many times. that now I want a team... A superhero team against a super villain team. That would be cool. Um, and yeah, that's all for this section of the video. Let's go to the next one. Okay. So some quick, 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 because I talked too much <laughs> already. Some quick thoughts on the first episode called New World Order. It was a really nice episode with seeing Sam and Bucky just doing like going around their normal lives. I think for me the best moment was that the scene with Bucky with his um, notebook because I wasn't expect, like I said, I wasn't expecting him for to have like a goal, a, 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 um, a personal goal in the story. And he does, and it was really, was really nice. His, um, him with Yori, I don't, like the, the the father of one of the people that he killed as a Winter Soldier. I think that was a really nice moment. Uh, of course, it was really cool to see Sam with his sister and his nephews and the interactions between him and other people. Um, this episode was kind of slow. It was a more focused on character than story. I'm usually fine with that. The issue is that, like, I love the MCU, right? So I like seeing more and more of the MCU. So when you give me a really slow burn episode, I'm going to be like, oh, now I need to wait another week. Ah, but I get it. Um, I still loved it, I think. The thing is, this show, all the episodes are good. All the episodes are good, yeah. But this show was one of the weakest ones, maybe, because it was so slow. And I like some fast-paced um, uh, action and story. But yeah, I think, I think it was a great start to the show. It really set out the themes, the conversations they wanted to have, the philosophical debates that, were, that we were going to have in this episode and the next episodes. I really enjoyed that. In episode two, called The Star-Spangled Man, of course, we finally meet John Walker, his, um, his friend, his sidekick, uh, Lamar Hoskins, also known as Battlestar. We meet Isaiah Bradley, Eli Bradley, Carly Morgenthau. This was a, an, a bit, a tease of Baron Zemo coming back to for, for episode three. This was a very story-heavy episode, just really, just, just going, um, <laughs> running to, 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 uh, to, to reach the end of the first act, because this was kind of the first, two episodes, first act, three and four, second act. And, and yeah, like the first act needs to end on something that kind of, makes us want to know more, want to see more. For me, the best moment was really meeting Isaiah Bradley because it was just the way, in, the way they did it, um, even with, with, a, with a story of him having been silenced, ignored, uh, forgotten purposefully, it was really uh, a reflection of what has happened to the black community over centuries. So I think in that way they did a fantastic job at showing us his side of the story 
in this episode and in episode five and and four um no five yeah five and in a bit in six i really i really love it i think i knew it was gonna show up i didn't i didn't think he was gonna show up in episode two i thought he was gonna show up in like episode four so that was really nice and yeah finally seeing bucky and sam back together was also really cool and again john walker a really layered guy um which is also nice to see i i i hate characters villains antagonists blah blah they're two-dimensional that's one of the reasons why i hate thor the dark world malekith is so forgettable and yeah so yeah episode three called power broker sees zemo uh joining bucky and sam and it was really nice to see them being allies going to places together instead of like bucky and sam trying to stop zemo um, I don't know. I wasn't expecting it, and it was really, it was really cool. And the best, the best bit must be, like I said, like Zemo dancing. Like, oh my god, it was. I really laughed so loud and so like in such a high pitch. I have no idea. I don't know. I wasn't expecting it. It was really, it was so much fun just watching him dance and just be kind of a, an anti-hero already um yeah he was funny episode four the whole world is watching for me was the heaviest episode like emotionally psychologically was like, whew, like i needed to breathe afterwards it was really heavy um we find like the wakandans io and some other uh, some other dora milaje um so soldier soldiers their homilage, uh, come and try to take Zemo back to Wakanda or to the raft. So we have the fight scene between them, John Walker, Lamar Hoskins, and kind of Bucky and Falcon. It was really good. I loved the choreography and the fighting. And I loved Bucky mocking John Walker, like, looking good, John. Looking strong, John. It was just funny. It was funny. I don't know. I think this was the show, the episode that was like, there was so many good moments. Not for the, the same reasons. Like this one, like it was great action. It was really funny as well. But like the ending, the, that, that, that last shot, oh, like the fact that they did that, Marvel Studios did that, showed that blood on the Captain America shield. Wow. I take my... Wait. I take my hat off to you guys. Honestly. Honestly. Insane. Like, really bold move. And kind of jabbing at what has been going on in America right now. Since a year back. Like, more heavily, of course. It has been happening for ages. Even though it wasn't really the same situation. Like, Captain America, John Walker, kind of symbolizes the American government and police. That was just, like, the idea... That was one of the things that I loved, like I said, about the show. The themes, the subtext, like, all that... Oh, that heavy dialogue that they have in this show is fantastic. And in this episode, my God, there was some... Uh, there are some moments where I was like, wow, I cannot believe they did that. I cannot believe 
They're showing us that. They're saying that. They're using this as a as a springboard to more discussions, you know? So yeah, that was one of the things that I really enjoyed. The, the fight the fight with between the Wakandans and the Dormalaje and um, John Walker and and Battlestar and kind of Bucky and Falcon. That was really funny. But this whole show this whole this whole episode, right, is good. It's really good. This, like Walker taking the serum, being impatient, you kind of see that inner conflict inside of himself. What makes him trigger? What makes him makes him go into that direction? But yeah, that last scene with the flag smasher and the scene before with Lamar dying was so was so unexpected. I was not expecting that at all. I was not expecting him to die. And he was a good guy. You could see he was a good guy. He was very supportive. He was a good friend. Um, he was patriotic, but not in a very... Not in a bad way, but also not in the best way possible. So it was really sad. You kind of get why John would freak out. And just like be Arthur Flecked, if you may. If I may. <laughs> uh, and yeah, episode 5 called Truth. We see the repercussions of Walker having done that. The whole world was watching, John. Come on. The whole world was watching, you know. Um, and But then it's more of a slow burn episode. Again, it's more character-based. We see Sam back um, in his family home with, with trying to fix the boat. Bucky comes in and helps. It's really sweet and cute, adorable. Um, but the best bit about this episode, again, the chat with Isaiah Bradley. When he tells, he tells Sam two things that just say it all, they describe perfectly what the show is actually about. He says, they will never let a black man be Captain America, which in and of itself is really not only what I was expecting the show to be about, kind of, but what um, Sam has been feeling and what and what is happening in the world not of course we don't have captain america but it it is that they'll never let a black man be in a place of power in a place to do good and then he says this no self-deserving black man would want to be captain america and that was the one that kind of really like messed with me i was like huh that is actually really that is a valid point that is something that Sam hadn't really, I don't think, he hadn't factored into his thought process uh, in the beginning of, of the season to give up the shield and the mantle and the title because of the pressure of living up to Steve and being captain, being a black man, a black Captain America. Um, because it's just, it, it is like the idea, if, if some people didn't really get that, but I think I... Like, I'm not qualified to say, but I think I understood that no black man would want to be in a position given by white people that have been oppressing, ignoring, silencing, forgetting the black community and their work and their what they've done, their histories, their stories, all that. So now Sam is just, again, this episode is a more 
for me, the theme of this episode is reflection. Like, Sam is reflecting upon what to do now. Will he take up, up the shield, the, the mantle, the title of Captain America? Will he do that? Can he do that? Is he? Does he feel up to it? And with Bucky, of course, it's a subtler reflection, but it, it's more like Bucky knew he was being too upfront and too aggressive with Sam for giving up the shield in the beginning, but now he gets it, and now he's also like on his path, on this path to redemption. He doesn't really know what to do, but he was, because he was trying, he was uh, cutting off the names on his list, but some people he just didn't know how to help, and Sam helps him with that. It says that you have to make them feel good and not, and not make something or say something to make yourself feel good. And again, like we see that side of, of of the counselor Sam that we saw in Captain America: The Winter Soldier when he was helping out um, soldiers with PTSD and all that. So it, it was a really nice callback, uh, if I can say that. Um, and of course, Sam just makes the decision at the end of the episode to no, I will be who I want, who I want to be, and not what other people want me to be, or what other people or what other people think that I will be. That was a bit confusing. <laughs> but he, yeah, he takes, he decides that, no, I can do good, even though I kinda, I kinda know that all the stars and stripes, blonde hair, blue eyes, all that is the image most people associate with Captain America, but I will change that and I will change, and I will try and do my best to change the world. That, w that was really like, some people that I talked to about this, or like comments that I read on forums and YouTube videos and Instagram posts, all that, that kind of, that said that they wanted Bucky to be Captain America. Um, because, oh, he was friends, he was Steve's friend, he was a soldier, it was like the history, blah, blah, blah. No, Falcon, like, Falcon. Sam needed to, he deserved the most to be Captain America because at his core his personality his values his moral compass was much more close closer to Steve's and that's a, the, there's a thing that Steve says at the end of Endgame before he goes on and retrieves the stone um, not retrieves like puts the stones back in their places and times when Sam asks if he wants if Steve wants him to go with him Steve says, you're a good man, Sam, but this one is on me. Which for me, immediately sounded like that line from Abraham Herskin, Herskine, to Steve. Like, don't try to be a perfect soldier, try to be a good man. That, like, that says it all. Like, Steve knew that Sam deserved to be Captain America and he could do the most good as Captain America. Like, but he's, Bucky still had a lot of um, redemption to go through, like healing to go through, and Sam was ready in his mind, in Steve's mind, because Steve also like for all the righteousness that Steve had and all the good, the kindness in him, and all his worthiness to pick up Mjolnir and all that, he didn't really factor the idea that a black man being Captain America might not sit well with some people in America. Um. So yeah, like this episode for me is really a great episode. It was slow, like I said, I don't really like slow-paced episodes. 
But man, that shot with Isaiah, Isaiah Bradley, Isaiah Bradley, and it was great, really great. So then, today's episode, one world, one people, the sixth and final episode. Resolution, finally, resolution. Not the best type of resolution. Like there was some things I wished that could have happened that didn't. Um, but it was it was great. Uh, of course, we have uh, the Flag Smashers, Carly, going against the GRC, the Global Repatriation Council. My God, that's a mouthful for me. Um, and trying to send a message to the world. But again, her execution, her plan, like the actual action of her plan is kind of unethical. She tries to kill some of the... The members of the Senate, which gives us that moment with John Walker where he chooses to save them instead of fighting Carly, that was enough for me to see him not as a villain, not as a bad guy, but as an anti-hero, which again can lead them to, will lead them to join another team, hopefully soon. <laughs> and we have finally, so good. I loved it so much. Oh my God, Sam Wilson in a new suit with some new wings, Captain America style. Wow, it was everything I wanted. It looks great, not perfect. Like in the sh kind of shoulder pads, kind of look a bit fluffy. Didn't, didn't feel like it sit really well in Anthony Mackie, but it looks so comic book comic book accurate. It's insane, and the now the new fight moves of Sam as Captain America with the shield with the wings. Great, it's it's great. Um, I loved it, and of course we have some we have Bucky helping out the and. Sharon Carter is revealed to be power broker, like I said. Okay, okay. And we have some Sam versus Batrock, the Leaper action. I didn't really think that was needed. Of course, the way they ended episode one with him um, just like parachute, parachuting into um, the desert or something and not knowing where he was, that was kind of... Um, like, yeah, like, really? Just that episode? We need a bit more? But I didn't really want him to come back for the final episode. Like, I much ra rather would have, would have wanted him to fight more Flag Smashers than fight uh, Batroc. But that's just me. Uh, and yeah, for me, the best bit, like I said, of this episode was when Sam, as Captain America, after neutralizing the, neutralizing the, the, the threat... After Carly unfortunately died, I wasn't expecting her to die, honestly, and it was kind of sad that she did because she didn't, she didn't really find peace, and her last words were "I'm sorry," which kind of were like cliche. Of course, she would say "I'm sorry," like she could have said something more. Yeah, she could have not died because I kind of liked her character at the start, and I wanted her to have a redemptive moment, redemption arc, and she didn't. Which is kind of sad, um, but yeah, when Sam is talking to the senate, senators and to the world via the, the cameras, 
that was the best moment for me. Maybe the best moment in the entire season. It was so good. It was like the the the, the script, the lines were just perfectly written. Like it was basically a monologue, a, a three, five, four minute monologue that Sam had, that Anthony Mackie had to had to say, and he said it beautifully, and it illustrated exactly what went through his mind. Uh, what was going through his mind about being Captain America, what was going through Carly and the Flag Smashers' minds, what their goal was, because it wasn't a bad goal, it was just, like I said, a bad execution of that plan. And, and yeah, it just gave me... I think it, it was inspiring. That's the thing, that, that speech was inspiring to me and to everybody, I hope. It was really good. And now I cannot wait to see Sam as Captain America more. I want a second season. I want him to be in the next... I don't know. In the, in the next... I don't know. Another show. Another movie. Quick. My god. Oh my, it's so... I love how the MCU keeps expanding and expanding. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. It was a great finale. There was some... There were some things that I wish we could have had it. Like a clear Thunderbolts setup, that would have been really sweet. It's hinted that, into uh, at that, with uh, Contessa, uh, Valentina, Allegra, De Fontaine, fully recruiting John Walker, and now he has like a black Captain America suit, so he can be U.S. agent, and he's given that title by Val, which was a bit, was a bit cringy. Not gonna lie, I was not expecting her to say it like that. Like, we know, like the comic fans, we know he is US agent, you don't need to say it. Okay? Um, so maybe like, the next time we, we, we would meet him, he would have that title. But like, that saying that was a bit cringy, I'm not gonna lie. Um, and yeah, with Sharon Carter in the post credit scene, um, saying, I have connections now, I have, um, I, I, I have resources, I can see this, all this confidential um, information, weapons, so we have something for everybody. So the way that she said it, it seems that maybe she is working with Contessa, and maybe, she, and maybe both are working with Thunderbolt Ross, but who is everybody? Like, they, do they already have a team in mind? Is that what's gonna be? Is that's gonna? Is that gonna be the main story of She-Hulk? Because I think I'm still trying to figure out what what is She-Hulk gonna be about? How they're gonna? Yeah, how they're gonna uh, be putting uh, She-Hulk, the character, in that situation because she is gonna be a brand new character to the MCU. So yeah, I don't know. It's really interesting. Anyway. Let's move on to the very, very quick. Like I, I was hoping this was a, this was gonna be a quick section, but I just talk and talk and talk. But now it's gonna be really, really quick. The ranking of all six episodes. And okay, in last place. Eh, what? No, wait, wait. <laughs> Before I start, like I said, all these episodes are great. It was really tough. Like in a couple of weeks. The ranking might change, 
And that's okay. Uh, that's okay. That's okay. Um, but for now, for now, from what I remember from each episode, I watched them, like I said, twice, sometimes three times each. This is a ranking. On, in, the last, in last place, episode one. It's a bit slow. It's more of a character-based episode. There's not much story. We don't really know where the story is going uh, um, to, what, is, what, what they're doing with it. Even the themes, they're still not really... Uh, I'm, I wasn't still really sure what the themes were going to be. And yeah, last, epi last place, episode one. Fifth place, episode two. We got more story. That was nice. It was cool. We had John Walker being introduced. We had um, Carly Morgenthau being introduced. Lamar Hoskins. Isaiah Bradley and Eli. Uh, Isaiah Bradley being, being shown and we having that interaction with him was, like I said, the highlight of that episode for me. But the story itself, is, is they still needed a bit more doing to make it um, to make it really pop and flow. That's why it is. It's at number two, uh, fifth place. I mean, in fourth place, episode five. Like I said, it was another slow episode, um, more character based. Um, checking in with Sam and Bucky after the brutal ending of episode four. The, the thing that made this one like kind of be in a lower position was the fact that we had that first fa fantastic fight scene with Bucky and oh my god it's really dark now sorry for about that the lighting you know so this is a lo-fi channel guys I'm, I don't have the equipment I just want to talk give my opinion which is just just one just one more We had a fight scene in the beginning, you know, and then at the end, that cliffhanger of Sam putting on the new suit, the new wings, which was really like, ooh, like when it ended. And it, this was the longest episode. That's the thing. It was the longest episode, one hour, one hour long. So when it ends like that, I'm like, ooh, really? Oh, my God. Mm, okay, fine. L like... The thing is, they need to wrap up all the story, all the conflict, all these themes, uh, setting up some stuff, and like wrapping up other stuff in just one more episode. That's the thing. So that's why it's in fourth place. In third place, episode three. It was fun watching Zemo come back, being funny, interacting with Bucky and Sam, uh, meeting Sharon Carter again. All that was fine. The thing with the super soldier serum was also really good. Um, and then, of course, Ayo from from Wakanda, Dora Milaje, coming back. Like, I was not expecting her to appear at all. It was a nice cameo. Not cameo, because she did show up in episode uh, four and I believe five as well. And so, yeah, it was, it was really... It was a nice episode. It was fun. It was fun. It didn't make me think that much. It was just a fun episode. These these top two, they made me think and be like, whoa. That's why they're I uh, hope. So, at second place, episode six, the finale. 
like I said, it was great. I loved it. Sam's speech at the end, the resolution, all that. The suit, oh my god, amazing. And John Walker's redemption was also really sweet and nice thing, nice thing to, to see. But like I said, Carly dying, uh, Sharon being power broker, mm, not a clear setup for the Thunderbolts or some Dark Avengers team. Mm, that's what makes this one a bit lower. Because at number one, episode four, the heaviest episode, the most brutal episode, you have two bloody kills in this one. With Lamar Hoskins dying by the hands of Carly, by mistake, by accident. And I wasn't expecting that at all. And it was really sad, because he was a good guy. And then you have John Walker killing an unarmed Flag Smasher. Just in the most gruesome way, the most visceral way, with the shield. And that imagery, like Captain America, the white in Captain America, like the, the, the white color represents purity. Even that, like the white, really not that. But it, it, that's what people usually um, like make of that, the white in, in, in the Captain America suit. And Captain America John Walker doesn't have any white, symbolizing he doesn't have any purity. And now the shield is also bloodied. So all the purity that the idea has of Captain America has now been fully corrupted. It's rotten. It's gone. So just the imagery and seeing... Like in, in the third episode, we didn't have any, I think, John Walker, kind of, uh, or Lamar. And in this, we have him, we have yeah, Lamar, we have Zemo, we have the Wakandans, Bucky, Sam, all that. We have all of that. And then and the Flag Smashers and Carly and, and, and Carly talking to Sam. I loved it. That's why it's, it's at number one. And for it might... Still be in a few weeks if I do another ranking, which I probably won't. But in my mind, I'm thinking, mm. and yeah, that was that was it, guys. Um, it's a really long video, you know. That's just me. I talk and talk and talk. I cannot help it. I love Marvel. I love the, I love the MCU. Next week we're gonna have like the assembled documentary episode on the making of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I don't usually talk about that on the, ch the channel. I don't think you need that, but I'm definitely going to watch it. I watched the one for WandaVision. It was really fun just to see uh, all the special effects and the makeup and all that and how they did it and how they staged it. I love that. And and yeah, but after that, like in May, we're not going to have anything, supposedly. Maybe they're going to just surprise us and release some of the What If animated uh, series episodes. I don't know. But until the 11th of June, there's nothing. Then we have, we have Loki, we have Black Widow, then maybe What If, September Shang-Chi. I don't know when Miss Marvel is going to uh, arrive, be released, but yay. Hawkeye has just finished rapping, apparently. Amazing. The Eternals, Spider-Man 3, what a year for Marvel. For the world, it's still a, uh, meh. It's still a bit meh. But for Marvel, from the M for the MCU, amazing.
and that is it guys the falcon and the winter soldier is such a good show i loved watching it i cannot believe it's over but all good things must come to an end and yeah i hope you have enjoyed this episode it's a bit long you know me i'm just love to talk about stuff and anything Marvel I'll just talk extra um, and yeah just give me your opinion on the show you can comment on my YouTube video the YouTube version of this you can send me a message on my social media the links to that my Instagram and Twitter are in the description uh, of the podcast as well and you know this has been just one more opinion I have been Charlie, and you have been awesome. Take care and goodbye.